You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. So I was just talking about next week's movie that we were going to review, which is The Rocketeer. Disney's The Rocketeer on Blu-ray. And how I just said to you, I really loved it when I was a kid. And then I looked and it says it's a 20th anniversary edition. And there's no way I was a kid when I watched it. But I think of myself as a kid watching it. And what was your... What's the wife response to that? What did I say? Probably patronised me. Put me down. I didn't put you down at all. I said... You probably remember that way because you were immature. See? That's what that is. It's not patronising. Putting me down. I'm not putting you down. I'm stating a fact. But are they movies that you think of that... um, you that think you watched when you was a kid, but there's no way you could have. Because no. there's loads for me. No. I mean, I, th- I, th- I actually think I was a little kid when I watched it. But I wasn't. I was what? 21. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it seems impossible to me. You think that's putting you down by saying you're immature. Oh, you're a 21 year old male person. Of course you were immature when you were 21. It's just a fact of life. I was not immature at 21. <laughs> <laughs> What else was our pre before the after show? There's no way. I, there's nothing else. There was no way. There was I, loads of things. We talked about peeing. We talked about. There GPS was no way theater. I was 21 when I watched this movie. They've got something wrong. Then you would have been older. Something's wrong. You could only be older then. <laughs> it isn't wrong. Because I loved it. I can't believe it. I can't believe. Were it. you drunk? Maybe. Were know. you high? Don't think so. <laughs> what was the other thing? Were you drunk or high? No, you said there was other things. You said there was nothing, but actually we have been talking for the last two hours. But one of the yeah, but that's about this movie. The difference between men and women and how we pee, and if you have to pee really no, bad, what does a man do to not pee their pants? And, and you said, said a, nothing. I said a guy explain it. You just and I say you just we have muscles that if you really have to pee so bad, you just really clench your muscles and stuff from the inside. And I can't imagine anything different. It's I weird. couldn't explain what you have to do because I. Don't, it's almost like you don't even think about it. Your body just does whatever it is. Really? Because when I have to pee super, super bad, like it's... Uh, we're talking about the tap is about to run. you gotta, you got to consciously hold it. I never it let in. myself get that bad. Right. No. No, we also briefly talked about how you have a GPS in your computer and you don't know why. No, I don't have one. There's a feature to add one in the control panel and I was like why do I need a GPS in my desktop computer because I don't need to know where I am I'm at my desk right doesn't make sense anyway it is Sunday December the 4th we're actually into December it's gone really quick this year don't you think no shit Um, and it's 2011 still this is after the show number 201 and the movie we're going to be looking at this week is Another Earth which is a Blu-ray disc Well, it's a 2011 movie released on Blu-ray on the 29th of November, 2011. Uh, So you can pick this one up now. It came out last week. Um, It's a PG-13. It doesn't have a tagline, unfortunately. That's good. Apart from the box says, provocative, smart, and something. That's not really the tagline. (laughs) Good tagline, (laughs) if that's your... It's from our friends at Fox... Um, This is a Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, three-disc set. And you are going to give us the synopsis of this movie. A young woman is 
coping with it's not boring you're not yawning because it's a boring no I'm yawning because I have uncontrollable sleepiness all of a sudden so I need to perk up um it's about a young woman who is struggling to cope with overcome or whatever just choices or things in her life and in the meantime as a backdrop as they say the sci-fi portion of the story is that there is another planet just like Earth that has appeared in the sky and you hear it on the radio and you hear it on the TV and that is part of the element of uh, the potential uh, parallel universe kind of thing going on. So, But that's subtle, really, isn't it? Yeah. Before we start this review, I'm going to preface it with we're going to do spoilers on this one because most of the things I want to talk about involve the plot. If we if we beat around the beat around it, it will be a pointless conversation and will last five See, minutes. I think I must be different. I could talk about movies at, at length without giving away things. I also I could, but there are things I want to touch on that. So if you haven't seen this, don't listen because I think you need to see it with a pure mind, a clean slate. Correct. Don't listen any further. <laughs> Unless don't. you don't care, if then you- listen. Yeah, but even then, your experience is not going to be the same, and that's going to be your own fault. I mean, if you don't even want to see it, don't care. Yeah, if you're not ever going to watch it, or if you're one of those crazy people who likes to know everything before you see the movie. But yeah, I say stop now, save this in your pocket, put it, put this little MP3 tucked away in your little jean pocket or your purse, and then later after you've seen the movie, listen to it. So, another Earth. That's our disclaimer. Um... The box uh, cover art would lead you to believe. I don't know. I like that cover actually, but anything with the with the uh, Earth on it, I kind of like. It's just a striking image, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we just watched the trailer for this movie too. And I, after watching the movie, I was thinking the trailer was going to portray it differently, and I don't think it really did. Think it, I think watching the movie, though, helps you understand the trailer. If you're watching the trailer without seeing the movie, I Would think it, feel it like a different more, movie? Yeah, I do think it does. More sci-fi. Yeah. Okay, so let's... I want to preface this with saying, this isn't necessarily a sci-fi movie. It has elements of sci-fi, but don't go into this movie thinking this is a pure sci-fi movie. Because what it actually is, is a drama that I think could actually... The drama's powerful enough to exist without the sci-fi part. I think if you remove the sci-fi element, the performances and the actual story would have worked on it without it. I disagree completely. Do you? Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's an interesting enough scenario. Because Like something of- like me, um, Riley's... What was that? Um, Welcome to the Riley's. Something like that, where it's just a small... Um, dramatic thing playing out between people. This is also that. I mean, uh, I I'd say ninety-five. Well, ninety-five percent of this movie is this thing that's not sci-fi related at all. And I disagree because from the moment we meet our main character, we're introduced to this other Earth idea. Yes, it's a catalyst for it the is. entire story. I don't think it is also. This coping with bad decisions and whatnot, and then the concept of a mirrored you, the same you but with different choices somewhere else, is part of the coping and part of the choices that are being made by these characters. So if you take away that element, not just in theory, like, you know, 
what if I was, you know, like it's right in their face. There is another earth and there could be another me right there. And did she do the same stuff as me? And now that's actually changing their behavior now. So I think if you took that away, there's no catalyst for these things to be happening at all. I mean, no. it never would have happened to begin with. Well, let's say it did. Right, but it wouldn't because that was the whole thing, wasn't it? And then all through it, it's the thing that ties them together. I'm just saying that, to me, it's fine with it. But the actual performances and the but the story, story is gone, without... No, the story isn't gone. Let's just say it happened without any of these fantastical things happening. Oh, I disagree so completely. It is not gone at all because of the dramatic turns by the actors. The actual scenario that they're in is a good movie on its own for me. Yeah, but the whole thing, to me... The well, whole I know what it is. What I'm saying is that the... I mean, you're saying what you're interpreting. The whole movie is. could have took place in the one in the guy's house for me. With no none of the peripheral stuff, the acting between them and the scenario that was going down from the incident at the beginning is an, an, enough of a movie for me. Like Welcome to the Rileys, nothing much happens. But what's great about it is the performances between the people. Yeah, I just I disagree completely. I think it's a huge motivator for these people. This whole thing is actually a huge part of their life. I, I don't. I think you're misunderstanding. No, I understand what I mean is what I like saying. it how it is. But I, the performances are so good, it doesn't. It, I, to me, it would also work without the sci-fi parts. I disagree because then it's a lot of the reasons why they're doing the things they're doing. I know doing. how it works. I'm saying. I know, but then if you take it out, it's a whole different story. It is a whole different story, and it would also work. That's what I was getting at. Hmm. It's a totally different story because it doesn't contain the sci-fi elements. It's just a drama between some people. Which is powerful enough to work on its own. That's what I was saying. You don't think it would? You have to have another Earth to, to make those performances ah, good? See, I think that's the difference in your interpretation. I'm not talking about the other Earth being there. I'm talking about grief and regret and how these the catalyst for these people to be making new choices is completely wrapped up in this concept it is. of the reality it that there is another Earth. It doesn't need to be, though. It does need to be. Because then what is their motivation to make choices if you take that out of this story? There is no... The motivation to make choices. It's just the mundane stuff then. It's no, the same it's old stuff. No, it's not mundane stuff. It's like... No, it's not. Absolutely. It, it could absolutely exist without the Another Earth part. I disagree, because then you take away the whole element of why everything is going on. So... Well, no. If you wrote the story... I'm not saying... Say, you say, well, it wouldn't have even happened. What happened? Well... I'm not saying that. I'm saying, let's say that did happen. Nothing to do with another Earth. She's driving along and that happens, right? And then she has to... Find a way to cope. And she turns up at this guy's house years later after... And then tries to make amends. That's a good movie in itself. That's what I'm getting at. Right. And, and then the reveal. And you know of, what? I actually disagree with that because I don't think that. I think that that seems a bit. Um, and I even thought it was watching it that the concept of her coming, and uh, uh, like we said, spoilers here, and sort of secretly, yeah, well, um, bottling out being in his life when he doesn't know who she is, that she's the reason that his family's dead. Blah blah blah, is a bit. Not unique to me. It's a little bit on the flat side. And so you add this other thing of 
one potential reason for her to be able to overcome is the idea that there is somewhere else I can either go and escape or somewhere else I can go and find out what other options did I have? Is this other me? Obviously, I think it yeah. works well in this. Uh, I mean, the drama I, and the performances. Yeah, that's, I that's all I was saying. The drama and the performances. And that story in itself, without this part, to me, is also very good. I could I could subtract the sci-fi from this movie and still enjoy that middle... Well, 90% of the movie is not sci-fi. Hmm. I mean, this you've obviously got this thing looming yeah, constantly, on... constantly, yeah. Yeah, and you've got, you know, mentions, but it's not a straight-up... It's more of a drama between mm-hmm. some people, which I like. So, obviously, this strikes me, because I do like sci-fi. But... Don't go into this movie thinking you're going to get some sci-fi, because you're not really. And don't go into this movie thinking you're going to, um, this sci-fi is going to be all explainable and stuff, because no. it's also not that. <laughs> yeah. because, it's not you know, a plausible thing. Because, like, the Earth comes, in, <laughs> comes into our orbit, so into our orbit that you can literally see the Earth full size in the sky. Obviously, that is not possible, as we know, from... Oh, well, as far as yeah, Who knows? Yeah, but, um... I really enjoy the idea, but one, the actress on one of the extras was talking about how we all think of a doppelganger and we all think about some other person exactly like us somewhere else. Well, I can honestly say, apart no. from another movie or something that might have talked about it once or twice, I never don't never. sit around thinking of that. Yeah, it's a very... Um, one of the things about it, and I even felt it while I was watching it, even though it's super high quality and I really enjoyed it, I really liked everybody... It's also a very, um, it's like, okay, my personality, I don't question myself anymore. I've grown past it. Maybe in my early 20s, this would have appealed to me conceptually more. This idea that I can escape who I am. I can escape these choices I'm making and, and possibly the potential for an alternate me who's made better choices and to help me explain who I am. All this kind of stuff. Like, I'm over it. So it's hard for me to extract, you know, the philosophical side. I, yeah, of it. I also think, you know, like if you're thinking there's this alternate you who's made better choices than you, and you eventually meet them, like in this movie, um, that will make you somehow better. Well, no, because you made the choices yeah. that you made, and that doesn't change that. It just shows you a different way, and. You could think of the different way yourself, the yeah. opposite way to the way you did I'm it. I'm pretty disconnected from the whole concept, to be quite honest. Um, I had to really try to be enthusiastic about this concept that I'm supposed to be like intrigued at the possibility that somewhere on the, uh, on the same moment I was born, there was another me, and... How do our stories converge? How do they go apart? How are they the same? You know, I am intrigued by that. When it is presented to you in the movie uh, by the lady on the television screen speaking, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, speaking into a microphone, sending uh, a message into the cosmos saying, I am such a person. Can anybody hear me? And then herself answers back. At first she thinks it's feedback, but then it turns out it's another version of her talking back. I was intrigued by all that, and that is intriguing, but this movie doesn't touch on that. I mean, this movie doesn't investigate the other you, really. I mean, yeah. it does a tiny little bit, but... And see, that's where I was, having, I was struggling, because I wasn't intrigued by that. See, I was intrigued by the way they put it to you, because I, I thought, well, that's kind of... I mean, yeah, it's... A little it's creepy. But... Cre- <laughs> slightly creepy, and... 
You know, there's a phrase in this film where she says, um, what would you say to your other you if you met them? And I thought to myself, while I was watching it, I would say nothing to my other self because my other self knows everything about me. I know everything about him, I'm assuming. Like, I wouldn't need to say anything to another version of me. The exact version of me. Or maybe a, another version that may... And see, I can't get my, my mind to the point of... You know, and I can believe some pretty fantastical things because I'm a movie freak, right? I love movies and stuff. So, but it's not even it's not even touchable, plausible in my mind that there is a mirrored mm. us anywhere. There cannot be. So I had a hard time with that. Like I can believe in Star Wars, and I can believe in Avatar, and I can believe in Toy Story. I can believe, but this I had a hard time because I don't. But then I just, because of the quality of it, and because it's a searching thing, and it's a, they're using that as the, that's why I think if you subtract it, to me the story kind of goes a little, it's kind of deflated, because... See, I, I just really, like like you say, the other Earth thing wasn't actually a factor in it for me after a while. I kind of understood that, yes, there's this other Earth thing, it's happening, but it's not our story, it's more of a backdrop to our story that can be drawn from. But our story is this girl and this man and her family actually and a coping thing and a grief thing that's the story. This other thing is peripheral to oh, it. Wow. Even though it's called another earth. Wow, I just see it so different because from the minute one you know she wants to escape. Well, you do, because she also has And she now break. has the option, and it's there, and it's a huge part of how she's coping. Like, it's huge. It's not a bad I'm not part. saying... I understand that, and I know it's a huge part. I'm saying, me, the part of the story I got into was the drama that is not actually out of this world in any way, shape, or form. It's very mundane mm-hmm. and, you know, an interesting character study of a guy grieving who's really hit rock bottom, <clears throat> and how... Like something, a light comes into his life that seems to change things, but then when he realizes the light is not so light, yeah, it can you know throw it off balance. Like uh, so that that was the part that I identified with because I do like drama, and I thought this was a really solid drama right mm. in the middle of it. You know, good performances by them both and. Yeah, there's not many people in this movie. No. When we get to the cast, there won't be many people in this movie. But I get the whole concept as a, a part, but I guess I was more drawn towards the not Other Earth part of it. Well, I didn't even see it that way. I just kept it in the forefront. I guess you take what you want out of a movie, don't you? And that's what I take out of it. Um, if I have any complaints about the movie at all, I think some of the dialogue was, like, pretentious. A little bit, yep. It sounded like it was... When he was very, quoting Plato very, and things like that. Very written. Yeah, it almost made me, like, want to cringe a little yep, bit. Yep, a little like, bit. Like, it all felt natural and then you start doing that. It's very writerly. Yeah, yeah. like, oh yeah, if we quote Plato, that's very intelligent. So we'll do that now. Even though he's a professor. Yeah, but she's still, a, it didn't... She's an intelligent it felt person. wrong. Yeah, it, it felt it, very it, wrong. And there was another thing she said at the beginning. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... She was saying some stuff, and then this other thing came out, and I was like, wow, Her that story. thing sounds like it was inserted into it. Yeah, the her. stories that they told, and that got to be a bit of a theme yeah. about telling these sort of, what are they called? Um, al- are they allegories? or What's an allegory? 
they keep telling these tales, yeah. the cautionary tales, and you know, you they, they feel they feel like they would never come out yeah. of a human being. Segments that way. felt a bit over um, thought out. Also, some, but then there were moments of such complete genuineness that I just yeah, was in and love the, with. That's the like, thing, it, it, yeah. like when they. The middle part that I adore so much, the part between them, where they're just in a room, basically, interacting with each other, that felt completely real. But then occasionally, he would open his mouth or she would, and I'd be like, oh, crap, why did you put that line in there? Because it was going really nicely. Until... Yeah. And then there's also... This is a very stylized movie, so there's a lot of slow motion, there's a lot of really um, changing the colour palette to the movie completely, like making it feel uh, like a music video sometimes. It's... Uh, you know, there's one particular scene, uh, probably the main scene of the movie, like the one that they probably advertise it all off, where she stood on the end of the pier. Mm. And, you know, they change the colour of it all. They There's a lot of walking in slow motion. There's a lot of um, film school-y type, like, let's film into the light and, like... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of that, which... And there's several continuity issues if you, you can't help but notice certain things, but then you find out how they film it, and it's like, okay, fine, you get a free yeah. pass, but, yeah. I liked the style of the movie, but as it was nearing the end, I kept thinking to myself, do I really need to see her walk from one side of the frame to the other in slow motion again? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's not furthering anything at, at this point. Um, I disagree with that, because to me visually showing her isolation is a huge part of who now, she is now. I did notice that. And that you need to be reminded that in her mind and in her life, because of choices and things that she's done and whatever, she's going to be isolated. I mean, she's just going to be. And I think that actually helps to keep it in your mind that she's a beautiful young woman, and yet there's not going to be any, like, huge connection to people ever again. There's not going to be parties and celebrating. Not really. I mean, so these moments of her alone just remind me of that. So, so I didn't notice like at the beginning when she was the beautiful young woman who was the life of the party and everything before the incident. The camera work was completely different. It was all close in. It was um, groups of people. The really intimate camera and then as she become more withdrawn from yeah. life he used lots of long shots and slow motion to make you feel mm-hmm. like oh it's just one person in the frame there, she's got, got nobody yeah, else to there's the whole world and then there's her yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah there was a little bit too much of it for me there's one particular shot that felt like it was just reused over and over again where she walked across the frame in her um, janitor overalls what? Like, I kept thinking, is that just the same one? Because, like, it is a cheap movie, and maybe they liked the way <laughs> that looked. Could have been. Um, but this was filmed, like, shoestring budget. Um, filmed. What does that mean, shoestring budget? It means you've got not enough money to I put know what it sho- means. strings in your shoes. So why is it called shoestring budget, then? If you don't have the money for shoestrings, <laughs> yeah, you could call it Rolls-Royce budget. Because I don't have the money for a Rolls-Royce, so yeah. I don't get it. Um, that was right originated from not got enough money to put strings in your shoes right so yes filmed on a shoestring budget I was reading an interview with the director after we watched the movie and um, he filmed a bunch of it on his own camera um, without getting any funding he'd filmed a, he filmed a bunch of it before they even got funded the other thing is he, he the camera that they could afford 
It was a 720p camera. This is an interesting technical thing. He kept saying it was a really nice camera. It was a really nice camera. But it was a consumer camera and it didn't do 1080p video. So they filmed the entire movie in 720p. So even when this Blu-ray says it's in 1080p, it's just an upscaled image because it actually came up a 720p. He actually specifies the model number of the camera. It's a Sony Handycam, which is really amazing because it's literally a Sony camera that you and me can go yeah. on. I mean, it's, uh, I think he said it was $2,400, the camera. Which is nothing Then for it's a, not something you and I could buy. <laughs> it's nothing for a camera, though. I mean, I mean my credit term, card, yes. Yeah, but in terms of cameras, and, and literally, when it, it's a camera that doesn't even film in 1080p, which even an iPhone films in 1080p, do you know what I'm saying? So, um, interesting, because when you see the movie and it says it's in 1080p, it is in 1080p because they upscale it, but the camera really only produced this 720p image. Right. Um, but you filmed a bunch of it on this camera, before they got funded. And then when they did get funded, the guy said, do you want a decent camera? And he said, no, because we already filmed yeah, exactly. a bunch. So if we change the camera, it'll look weird. So it all got filmed on this Sony Handycam, which is amazing to me because it's just, it's literally a a camera that you... I mean, I can make a movie with my camera. It does great video. You just have to have some good lighting. Yeah. It's not super high res, but I mean, I could make a whole movie. No, your, mo- your camera is 720p. Same as what this movie right. would come out um, that's what I'm saying. It's amazing what you can do nowadays. This movie, if anything, even if you don't like this movie and didn't think it worked as a concept or whatever, this movie will show a person who would like to make movies that you can make something very special looking, at, at least, if you don't like the story, the way this movie looks, looks way above what it costs to make. To oh, me. absolutely. I mean, there is some CG in there, but they yeah. did the CG themselves. Like, I mean, it, the CG actually is only there's another Earth in the sky, right? So it's just a still. Yeah. But it looks good. Yeah. I think, and there's a lot of shots of it. There's a lot of variables, though. Sometimes it's super far away, and sometimes it's right close. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. And that. I just thought that was an artistic thing. Maybe I couldn't like trying to imply that right now this this is looming bigger, and now it's further That's away. That's what I thought. Because yeah. I was like, well, this doesn't make sense, because it's very small, and now it's huge, and now it's small. Is that... Well, sometimes we look at the sun, and it looks huge. Sometimes it looks small, so is it just... Never looks that big. No, never looks that big. Like <laughs> no. it's literally going to crash into Yeah, exactly. It. Like, it's right there. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if anything, this can show you, if you're a budding filmmaker, that for a very small amount of money... Have a good story... You can make... To start with. And then go from there. But I did like, even though I said there was um, cases where I was like, well, this it's all a bit film schooly the way mm-hmm. it's being put together at the moment. I did like that style. But, you know, you can see too much of it sometimes. Like, oh, let's, let's, you know. What did we watch? Tree of Life, even. It's a huge movie. I mean, it's not a small budget movie in any respect. Even that had interesting camera work Mm -hmm. this guy was doing that you know like filming where she's doing the washing and you can see all the dust in the air because they've got the particular lighting coming through the window it all strikes very let's look cooler than you know but I guess it does add to the movie when I think about it because it's more interesting to look at than just a straight up exactly somebody Somebody. That's why when I when you say take away this the other world uh, the earth element, you take away that, and then remove these artsy fartsy elements, and what do you have? 
other than the good performances, it does deflate quite a bit because it's not unexpected. It's not something we've never seen before where someone wants to, um, like, get retribution. What is it called? Not retribution, but like, um, salvation for themselves and cross paths with the person they've done wrong to, but without that person knowing it. It's not a new concept. That's why I think it's of Welcome not- to the Rileys. That wasn't a new concept, but the performances and the just the idea that you can get behind the story, um, the characters, I think. It was actually kind of a new concept. It was different. It was a different thing, you know? A dude who wasn't seeking a fuck buddy and like a you know a tormented marriage where the wife kind of comes out of her you know I, I felt like that one had more it did stand on its own like completely whereas this one I feel like if he took away that element I don't know now let's move on to the cast here it's um, a very intimate movie though I felt really I felt I cared about everybody you know I felt like it built up really well I think well the in fact that, that it was a smaller movie actually helps and the fact that on the cast this uh, the main actress Britt Marling she's never done anything else before this is her very first acting and writing job we're not familiar with her yet she instantly is likable um, I I don't know she's do you feel yeah she's again we, we're adding a little bit of romanticism because she constantly looks super beautiful and yet she's wearing a janitor outfit and she's and she can't not and I'm not being bitchy but there are times when it's hard to feel that oh poor you thing because she's always got her hair just right just the slightly perfect messiness over to the side and sometimes that takes away from me yeah, and then no. she does that little philosophical thing every now and then that, like you said, it sounds a bit contrived. But in the other moments, I'm 100%. Like, and it was literally about three or four lines that came out of her mouth. The bits that I felt were disjointed. And, like, who put that in there? Because yeah. it was a bad, bad move. And it really stuck out. Like, I was like, ah, I would have recut that and not had that line. Because it just didn't seem to fit with everything else she was saying and doing. It was weird. But um, that wasn't her fault. It was, well, yeah, maybe it, it was, was her she fault. Wrote She's it. the writer. <laughs> yeah, they both wrote it. Um, so, literally, this movie consists of her and... The Cosmonaut story. That one was kind of eh, yes. for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and this John Burroughs fellow, who plays William... No. William Mopather. Other way around. He plays, yeah. Yeah, I wrote it the wrong way around. Um, and he's a... You'll know him from Lost. Most people will know him from Lost. Um... Did we see him in Lost? Uh, yes, we did, but not for not for long because yeah. we start watching it. Um, but he, um, I loved his performance. I yeah. I th- Again, a little bit over tormented. Yeah, but, but I mean, the situation is pretty yeah. tormented. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I could get, I sure. could understand exactly why, you know. And he was good, and I don't know. It was, it was an interesting. When she finally reveals, mm-hmm. I actually did not know how he was going to react. No, me too. I had no clue. Which I thought was good. Very because good. Because I knew the character, I'd, I'd got to know him, but I but they didn't cover, I mean, he hadn't covered how he, uh, all you knew is about the de- death of his kid and his wife. All you knew is that it put him into this torment that he was drinking Alone. And life didn't really mean much to him. He was just sleeping and drinking, basically, right? And being alone. In a garbage-filled house. And sometimes a hooker would turn up. Yeah. Um, so he d- he's having this shitty life. But when he interacts with her, he never discusses it. Obviously, it's not his place to 
spill yeah. it onto somebody. So he never does. So yeah, when she did, I didn't know. I, it could have gone either way, right? Yeah. And I was... I was kind of like... <laughs> that was where I felt it was Again, well, well, the way she revealed it was one of those pretentious moments for me. It was over me. top. Yeah. But it was a powerful moment. Relying on that a, storytelling little yeah, element Yeah, I'm going to... Because in life, we don't do that. Some people do, where they say, I'm going to tell you a story about something, and they really mean themselves, but they're talking about the friend. You wear that, don't you? No, not really, no. I think that's a movie contrivance as well. Yeah. TV and movies. It's in books a lot, too, that. Actually. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not real life. <laughs> no, some people no. probably. But anyway, yeah, it does feel a bit. But yeah, I didn't know how it was going to come out of him, and the way it did was actually... Not a surprise, but a surprise at the same time. So I felt that they'd written it well for the, to me to get that reaction. Because I was literally going, oh, uh, no, this could be... Yeah, it could be very bad. Yeah. It could be like the opposite. It could yeah. be like... He could be it could like, be the best thing ever. It could be the... Could have been like, yeah, I knew it all along. Yeah. I just wondered when you were going to tell me. That's what I thought could possibly happen. Which is a, another common yep. thing in movies. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, the way it actually played out was a good scenario for me because... It, um, I liked it that way. Um, so, yeah, I didn't put anybody else down. There was other people in the movie. Yeah. Flavor Flav was in the movie. His voice. <laughs> was that him on the radio? Yeah, it was Flavor Flav. Oh, DJ right. Flavor. Hmm. Which was kind of funny, because when it was like... Basically... They it didn't te- sound like it. Basically, they telegraph the... Um, it is him. They telegraph the story of another Earth happening via news reports yeah. and a DJ on the radio, which happens to be Flavor Flav, just talking randomly about it. Um, and there's some actual experts who are real experts mm. in this, apparently, if there is such a thing as an expert I in know. this. Philo- philosophical people. I think, you know, as humans, we're just constant. we're seeking, you know, and I feel like I'm not seeking anymore. I don't. This is skip ahead to the meaning of life thing that we do, for, that I give you every week. But I mean, I don't, that's why some of these movies, this kind of thing particularly, it's sort of a wallower movie. I'm going to wallow in my regrets and my, or in my triumphancy over my regrets and all this kind of stuff where I'm more of a straight line. Okay, I fucked up. Now everything's good. I'll probably fuck up again and then everything will be fine and then I'll be dead. I mean, I really don't have a lot of... I don't... I don't... And this is not a know? feel-good movie, by the way. It's actually qu- quite depressing the entire time. Um, um, I mean, well, it, has, it has elements of hope. Yeah, and I, I may sound like really dark there, when I, what I just said. But I'm actually not an optimist, but um, to me it's a very positive thing to think. Yeah, I'm saying this movie has elements of hope, but in general that whole main 80% of it, you will feel bad a lot of the time. You will feel, like, sad. You will feel angry. It's that kind of movie, isn't it? I I never got angry. Yeah, I did a little bit. When? Just when she did what she did, and those people see... Yeah, I mean, you don't get a chance to meet those people, but they just seem like... Oh, you mean because... Oh, I see what you're saying. You're mad at her for what she did. Yeah, yeah. But she does pay... But then I sometimes but, uh, think... But is that really enough? I, always, I often think to myself, people who, let's just say, drunk drive and end up killing people, when they get four years in prison or whatever they get, is that really enough? Because they took, in this case, she took three lives. Yeah. Is that 
enough. It doesn't seem enough, does it? You know. But uh, you know, and then so I, you know, it's anger, angering. You know, drunk driving's angering for a start, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I felt all those things. But then there's a bit of hope to be had. There wasn't a lot of joy. Not really. I mean, there wasn't a moment, I don't believe. I, I, I didn't buy into any of the joyous moments anyway. Even I mean, she... literally, the only the only joyous part... Like, the first... <laughs> two minutes. Minute, or minute, two minutes, yeah, yeah. where she's an up-and-coming... Uh, just about to go to college. She's at a pie. Everything seems good. But you know what? They even hinted at that being obnoxious. Like, here I am, 17, and she's... Yeah beautiful young woman about to go to MIT and she's being kind of obnoxiously partying. So you're not really endeared to her right away. No. And then I really liked that scene where she bumped into an old... After she'd been in prison for four years and she's just in, yeah. in a store and she bumped into... Yes, that was a really good Somebody one. from a past life who... Because did you notice? Literally... The beautiful thing about that was, and I'd forgot about it, but in the moment she had this glimmer of a, of a few seconds of joy... Which I don't think she'd let herself have. She picked up a yeah, box yeah. of uh, gummy, bears. gummy bears, and she had this tiny little smile on her face, and she kind of twisted it around in her hands, like, "Yes, gummy bears, this is going to be awesome." And she, and this is the first time we've seen her after prison, apart from being yeah, because all depressed. she's done is probably lived in this horrible "what have I done" state. And she had, she's got this for, job that's pretty down. And then the reminder comes. Someone says to her, "Oh, you're from high school, and what are you doing?" But he knows where she's been and so she puts them down and walks away and so I thought that was a kind of a brilliant little moment yeah because she says he says where do you work and she says at a school cleaning no he says she said at a school and he goes well what do you teach what do you teach and then she says clean he said oh that must be therapeutic and then you're like oh, and no. then that's where yeah. it kind of turns and I felt shit like you don't in. have to tell us we get it yeah, we yeah. get the fact that the cleaning is therapeutic you don't have to have a character say it out loud Still, I like that scene. Yeah, me too. Because, yeah, the gummy bears almost kind of glimmered like a prize. when it gave he, her a he break. Just, he yep. saturated them a lot. So yep. when you see these, you're kind of like, wow, this is like treasure. Like a yeah, a moment of something. I guess it's that thing people talk about when, like, someone whose child has died or something horrible, where it's on their mind so constantly that in those few seconds of a day... Don't think about yeah, it. that it's yeah. almost like every, every other minute's exhausting, but in that... Like when you first wake up or when something distracts you for a brief period of time, it's gone and then it comes right back to you. And that's why I felt like that was that was a really good one to me. I thought that was quite brilliant, actually. So this is directed by Mike Cahill, who's done a documentary in the years past. Not that we'd see, but nothing else until this um, movie. First time director, really. Seems quite enthusiastic. Good job, I think. I think but with he, the film schooly things, but it needs yeah, to but just, that's the kind of thing yeah, that your first, your first movie is going to show. You just basically learn stuff, and then you're going to put it into action, right? And it's going to appeal to the people who like the cool stuff and the you know the yeah yeah. So yeah, you see that, don't you? Yeah. From any director's first movie is a lot different to you know oh, yeah. develop. Um, so um, DVD or Blu-ray extras on this? There's a few extras. What, what happened during the extras? <laughs> we don't know. Our power went off for some reason in the basement. So we were sat in the dark and halfway through the extras with no... uh, The only thing that didn't go off was our projector. So we're we're thinking, well, you know, the fuse went flipped, but we don't know why. The fuse flipped. Who knows why? Maybe it was somebody from the other earth flipping our fuse. (laughs) 
identical version of us. So, um, yes, this does have uh, some extras. It's a three-disc set, and you just said, why is the three discs? And yeah. I said, one's a digital copy, one's a DVD, and one's the Blu-ray. Um, why do we have to have three discs nowadays? That's, why, that's what I'm saying. My question still stands. Um, so, the extras are, you get the movie. They, <laughs> they do class that as well, an that extra. That is good. They say, another Earth in high definition, as though that is an extra. So if I buy just the empty box, is it cheaper? <laughs> yeah. And then the second uh, extra is another Earth in standard definition. Excellent. So that's not an extra either. Deleted scenes. There are some deleted scenes. Probably about four of them. Um, They're all right. Yeah. Non... Little little insight. Okay, you know, just a tiny bit. I'm trying to think. One hinting... I like the one with wanted, the parents. They wanted to show the physics of another, you know, um, yes. a planet coming near ours, but then they gave it up as it's it's too, much too much. Them, yeah. yeah, And it did look shitty, did not it? Yeah. So I guess it's better to not touch on it and just let you have your doubts than to do something really lame. Yeah, and like we said earlier, if you question the... Yeah, don't question the physics of this yeah. movie. Because <laughs> it would not be no. like it is. Just um, keep it conceptual and you'll be fine. I like the one where she was talking to her parents, apart from the artistic yeah. camera work, which I yeah. hated. Where yeah, absolutely, the but the con- the content was good. Yeah, it's like almost like... See, that was totally film schooly to me. I really like the content, but the spying through the yeah. in between the banister post to move in and going blurry a little bit. It's like, you don't need to do that. But that was a really good scene because you don't... You get the tension in the family, but then it's sort of lost on everyone being mesmerized by the stuff on TV about the other planet. So we're coping... She's coping with, you know, coming out of prison and stuff, and then the family just seems to be going on about their business, whereas in this scene, the mother is, like, irritated because... Obviously, they had goals for their daughter, and now she's an ex-con, and she's working as a janitor. And this this scene really cracks it open. I she, wish she it says had been to her it. mother, "says What are you going to do? Like, what's your yeah. hopes?" And she says, "Well, oh, I'm going to be a janitor, and then marry a janitor, and we'll have janitor babies. At least the house will be clean." Right. And mother's <laughs> exactly. like, "It's not time for jokes." <laughs> so, um, yeah. So. There's also a music video, and normally I don't like music videos, but I did watch this one. And the soundtrack to this movie is by a like a techno-ish kind of band, if you call them a band nowadays. It can just be a guy on a mixer, actually, but the, the band's called Fall On Your Sword. And uh, the music video is the first time I saw Jupiter, which is the opening theme to this music, like the, part, the music they play in the party. Um, and they do the music for the entire picture. And it's not all techno music. Some of it's this... She, the theme they use for... Um, what's she called? Rhoda. Whenever she appears, it's kind of like this violin, orchestral mm-hmm. kind of string. Kind of a depressing kind of thing. But um, Contemplative, I like to think. Yeah, so all the music's by this band, Fall, Fall on Your Sword. And the music video's there. And it also goes on to exclaim on the front of the box that there's two free music downloads... By Fall on Your Sword. Now, I, it says it includes two free music downloads. <laughs> what I found out on the inside of the box is you don't even need to buy this movie to get these two free music downloads. You go to the webpage, which is fallonyoursword.com slash another earth, and there's a little box. You enter your email address, and it lets you download two music tracks from the album. There's 12 on it. So if you want to buy the album, you have to go on iTunes, but you can have two for free. Such a life hacker tip for the day. I'm going to play <laughs> the track at the end of this uh, podcast, so if you listen at the end, you'll hear one of the tracks. Okay. Is that illegal? No. All right. 
So, uh, yeah, two free music downloads. There is also um, The Science Behind Another Earth. Now, all these things that I'm just going to mention here, they're just featurettes from Fox Movie Channel. None of them last longer than four minutes. The Science Behind Another Earth, they have this expert guy. He doesn't really tell you anything. Nope. At all. It's nope. all theory, is basically yeah. the gist of it. Um, I learned nothing from it. He takes it very seriously, and that's another thing that always kind of takes me out of it, is these people who can speak of something like a parallel universe, a parallel Earth, because the math tells us it's possible, and that out there could be this or that. And then I'm all, all of a sudden I'm like, that is science fiction. It isn't reality. No. So, but they're talking about it as if it's like saying uh, H2O is water. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it boggles my mind. Like, they're so committed to it. But, hey, you know, they're, com- they're passionate about it. And then there's another one called Creating Another Earth, which is a just a sit-down with the director. That um, one's all right. Yeah. Um, they, just, they just kind of back and forth, basically telling the story to each other, which is more interesting, I think. Yeah. About how they had no money and before they got funded and all that. You know, it's a brief. And then there's three Fox Movie Channel Presents Direct Effect, with one with Mike Cahill, one with Britt Marling, and one with William Mapotha. And uh, they're literally... Um, just those people sat yeah. talking about the movie. Um, it's not as in-depth as I'd like. No. Because something like this, I'd like an hour of listening to that director talk about the entire thing, but it's very brief, you know? Um, I don't know, though. Let's let's be honest. There's no commentary, so he, I can't get any more insight. could insight-y. tiptoe into the pretentious department, so we don't really... we don't. I don't need too much more. No, I would like a commentary, to be honest. Commentary, I, I would like to... This movie... I like hearing things about like what camera they used, how they got these, how he got these shots so these really nice shots so cheaply. How they did the CG? Was she uh, really laying naked in the snow? Yeah. How, <laughs> they, how they did the CG scenes? Really, like how much that cost? What is there any advice to other filmmakers? Like, of, this is how we got this shot. We just did it in Photoshop. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> I like to learn stuff like that. Um, so you get none of that here. <laughs> <laughs> we can fill in the gaps if you want. Uh, there's a DVD and then there's a digital copy. That is everything on this mo- for this movie. Um, it's a nice looking Blu-ray. Like again, I say it's um, it's not it's not like a Hollywood movie anyway. It's a independent, low budget movie, so it looks like that. Um, anything else? Do you have anything else on it? Conclusion? No. I really liked it. it. I really, really enjoyed it because I do like this kind of movie. I like low budget, good performances. Intimate, yeah. They're my favourite kind of movies. Um, The fact that it had some sci-fi there too is good for me too because I do like that. But, like I say, this isn't a movie for everyone. There's a lot of people who will come in thinking... Come in thinking it's... Oh, that looks cool. Look at the box even. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a pretty stunning cover. Like, you would look at that and think... Ooh, that looks sci-fi-ish, because that's what it looks like. I mean, it's got a girl in an earth. Yeah, but but to me it looks sci-fi. I mean, it looks... The fact that it doesn't have spaceships flying around or whatever. If I had spaceships, you know, it's something I'd be drawn to. Um, If you come here for that, that's not what this is. It's it's got things to think about science fiction-wise, but it's not a science fiction tale. Yeah, yeah. It's not I Am Legend or (laughs) something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I really like it. I think it's, I don't think a lot of people will see it. 
I do like how they've... I know it is a small budget movie, but like they, they have gone the full thing, Fox, here, and they have marketed it as though it's a bigger movie, I think. Was it say it won Sandbanes? It won, yeah. The reason it's... It won the Alfred P. Sloan Prize Special Jury at 2011 Sundance. I don't know what exactly that oh, prize is. But obviously something, it means something. Yeah. Because, um, so yeah... The reason this movie has got such a big Fox release is because it had buzz at Sundance, and so, you know Fox do pick up on Fox Searchlight in particular do pick up on a lot of the world cinema and award-winning small cinema stuff. Uh, and I'm glad they did because we would have never seen it. Correct. So um, thanks to Fox for the Blu-ray. Uh, if you want to enter a contest, go to aceglue.com, enter a contest. Next week's Blu-ray review is. The movie from when I was a child, The, the Rocketeer. <laughs> a child 20 years ago. A child, actually, meaning I was 21. But a man-child. I seem to feel like I was about seven years old when I saw it. Maybe I was just in seven-year-old mode when I watched it. Because like I said to you, it's like a cross between James Bond, Indiana Jones, and Sky Captain in a World of Tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's like an adventure, you know? Right. Pure adventure. So The Rocketeer on Blu-ray. Uh, a lot of people have been waiting for this to come out because Disney, it's almost like they forgot about The Rocketeer. It didn't get a, blue, a DVD release. The, there's no Blu-ray in sight. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they waited so for 20 years. So maybe your question about, mm, I hope it's not crappy. <laughs> Crappier than I remember. Well, somebody, somebody dug it up on its 20th year anniversary, but only because, I think, the guy who made it was the guy who directed that movie we watched two weeks ago. What was that? Um, Don't remember. Joe Johnston, Captain America, the first Avenger. Oh right, right. So um, there you go, yeah. Yeah, and when I said to you, I really liked the style and the look of Captain America. It reminded me of the Rocketeer, and then I realised they were the same guy. That was why. So, um, yeah, the Rocketeer next week. Movie tagline fun. What is movie tagline fun? Movie tagline fun is when one of us, one each, uh, we. Pass it back and forth. And how long is this game going to last, by the way? Uh, I think we should end it soon, and you make a new game up. That's what I said. Okay. You could. You want this one to be the last one? Yeah, last one. one. All right. Oh, my God. The pressure is on. you probably guess it, because it's quite it's quite obvious to me, I guess. Even though I didn't know it, but you might know it. You do have to come up with a new game for next week. So the... Oh, yeah. The game is, even though this is the last one, one of us finds a tagline, says it to the other, and you have to guess the movie. If you want to play along, I will say the tagline, and then you pause, mull it over. Don't Google it. See if you know it off the top of your head. Now, you're going to have to not look, because I'm going to have to... It's so long that I had to put it on a different document... And I have to find it. Now, you're saying lately that there are movies that don't have taglines. How, how's that going to work? Like, um, isn't that sort of a historical thing on a movie? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's sort of it's... Um... There are quite a lot nowadays that don't. Okay, here's the tagline. Being the, adventure, being the adventures of a young man who couldn't resist pretty girls or a bit of the ultra-violence went to jail, was reconditioned, and came out a different young man. Or was he? What? Don't read it, because it's right there. Is that the tagline? Yeah. That's too long. I'm saying. I thought you might just know it. Don't read really, it, because it's right really there. The movie's all. right there, so read, don't Oh, see. right. I can't see it. I don't okay. read it. Okay. Yeah. Being the adventures of a young man who couldn't resist pretty girls or a bit of the old ultra-violence went to jail, was reconditioned, and came out a different young man. Or was he? 
<laughs> you have to say that into the microphone, by the way. You was talking towards... They that. heard it. Um, Adventures of a jail. Young Man. Liked the pretty girls. Ultra-violent. Went to jail. Reconditioned. Came out another young, a different young man. Or was he? Demolition Man? No. <laughs> I don't know if anyone gave Demolition Man that much thought. <laughs> you know what? Demolition Man wasn't that horrible. I'd, I'd watch it again. It will always go down for me as being the seashell. Yeah, was yeah. The, <laughs> one of the best things in a movie ever. I um, that's hilarious because you. Are you, you thinking about this tagline? I am. Okay. Reconditioned. <laughs> no, I don't know. Let no me give you a hint, but yeah. it's a visual hint. So everyone at home, you're not going to see this. Oh, Clockwork Orange. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does make so sense. So you didn't guess it. That was a big hint for it. I was yeah. holding my eyeballs open really hard. That makes sense. That is the thing. Clockwork Orange. Dun, dun, dun. Now this time, what I did, normally what I do is go find a tag, this look down the taglines. This time I thought of a movie I wanted to do, and then went and found its tagline. So there you go. Right. You didn't win that one, by the way. But overall, I think I you won. guessed more than I Overall, did. I won, for sure. So next week will be a new game, and you have to accept it, whatever it is. All right, my movie rem- movie recommendations for this week are, number one, Source Code. And if you think about this movie and think about Source Code. What was Source Code? Source Code. Jake Gyllenhaal on a train. Source Code, yeah. Source Code. Um, another movie that will make you think... Kind of. This one will also make you think, especially the ending, which we didn't touch on in the. Um, yeah. Which no. I don't think you really need to. No. Uh, and my second one is the Truman Show, because another otherworldly kind of experience Better. for somebody. Oh, well, wait. <laughs> but what I, I mean is, it, I felt yeah. the vibe of the Truman Show when you've got something and then something else. Yeah. Outside of yeah, this saying. experience, yeah. Looming, yeah. I always say. Yeah, which he literally stumbles upon. Oh, that's so good. One of the best movies of all time, oh in my, my opinion. God. Absolutely, absolutely. Jim Carrey is so underrated, and I don't give a shit what anybody says. That's absolute truth. Just the whole concept of the thing, as well. Mm-hmm. But he's, I mean, really yeah. pivotal. Um, and one last one was Last Night. Which is about the last night on Earth. Oh, yeah. We've recommended that one before, but yeah. I have, but I wanted to recommend it because it also reminds me of this movie a bit. Yeah. Even though there's no... Sort of like a doom human something or other, yeah. And mine are... Is it Fish Bowl or Fish Tank? The one with the girl in England. Fish Tank. Okay, Fish Tank. Not Fish Bowl. Because there's also a lot of... Probably regrets and a young girl trying to find her way. Obviously, there's no science fiction involved, but I mean, it's um, lots of walking, <laughs> like you said, lots of close, intimate, very yeah, fi- intimate. Fish tank, very much like a British version of a Darren Aronofsky film, which actually very leads, up close, and which actually personal. leads into your other one. What's my other one? Oh yeah, the wrestler. <laughs> because the wrestler is also personal, about, like so, like a broken. Living with choices, and then the thing of him trying to do something else, like work in the deli, and where his life and his past and his personality, it just, it won't, he can't. Like, he can't do anything else. And really sad and broken, yeah, so. Um, and Black Swan could also be in those same. Um, oh, I disagree, but. Um, Fish Tank's. B- no surprise. Fish Tank is by Andrea Arnold. 
Fish tank, yeah. Really good. She won an Oscar for um, a short film she did, which is included on the Fish Tank Blu-ray if you buy it. And I highly recommend it. It's awesome. Criteria. So, uh, moving on to games and A-schooly stuff. Not played very much this week, apart from the games that I already talked about, which are Skyrim and Saints Row the Third. Saints Row the Third. I think the very first time I talked about it, I wasn't so glowing. After... I think I played 46 hours of it. <laughs> I, um... Changed your mind? Yeah. I, I, I Did it hypnotize you, or is it actually good? Um, there's more to it than you actually think at the beginning. Right. Um, it seems just like it's going to be like a GTA kind of over-the-top. But it, I, I don't want to spoil stuff. No, no, no. But it gets so bananas and so varied, the missions. And missions that you will have never seen in any other game because of the way they take... Because the story goes so far outside any other story. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like no holds barred. They just do whatever. They can do missions where you're like, okay, we're doing this now. (laughs) This doesn't make sense, but yeah, we're doing this And you don't question it because it just goes with the flow. But if you did that in GTA... There's literally wouldn't fit. I just say there's a mission in this game where half you're just playing a, a, a mission, and halfway through the the mission you have to hack into a computer, and the hacking into the computer sequence is, if you remember, if you're a video gamer from long ago, there used to be a game called there used to be games called text adventures. Oh yeah, yeah. The game take, turns into a text adventure, and you play a text adventure for about five minutes. Right. You have to find your way through a text adventure in the middle of a mission. I'm going to sneeze, and it's really driving me crazy. <laughs> um, so it's like hacking into this computer, and then hacking into the computer is like Tron. They, they throw all kinds of references in. You know, it's like you're playing a game of Tron. You're on a light cycle. There's tanks that you know, like in Tron. And then it's something else. Does that all make it enjoyable? Like, extra enjoyable? Because you don't know what the hell is going to happen all the time. I mean, does that make it more enjoyable? Yeah. And they really empower you a lot at times. Like, in a GTA, because they try and keep it re- realized and real. <laughs> you know, about the best weapon you will get is like a machine gun or a, maybe a rocket launcher. Mm, because it, cause most dudes have a rocket launcher. That's very real. <laughs> or access to a rocket launcher yeah, yeah. from a military base or whatever. Yeah, yeah. In this game, you will get a laser gun or a thing that fits on your arm that fires out pixelated, like, 8-bit pixels at people. Right. I mean, it's insane. Like, an 8-bit pixel that fires out of a hand cannon that looks like something out of a game and then just instantly kills somebody, like, when this pixel hits them. Okay. A tank that fires big pixels, like, big shell pixels at people. Like, it just goes... I mean, it's not it's not based in any reality, so... But it makes sense within the story, is interesting, because this gang that you're fighting are all hackers. So where do you fight these people? But you fight them in cyberspace. So you've got this girl on your team who's a hacker. So any of these missions take place inside the computer, so it makes sense. But then, when you finish their missions, all their weapons, etc., like, which is crazy in the inside cyberspace stuff, appear in the real life. Right. 
So then you're driving around the city in this weird Tron tank firing right. pixels at people. So, you know, they, they kind of take But you, I can't tell if you think that's fun or not. You make it sound like a negative, kind of. No, I thought it was a negative at first because okay. it's so ridiculous. But once you get over the fact that it's ridiculous, it's really fun to fire okay. pixels at people when driving a tank around the city. I mean, and I haven't really got to the end yet. Still got a few more missions. It could get even more crazier. I was fighting... A evil hooker gang. All these hookers dressed in, like, laundry. Sin City. Yes. That were five times bigger than normal people. So they were, like, giant hookers. And you're normal size. Every man's dream. Um, Or would it be? And the whole mission... (laughs) And the mission's not in cyberspace. This is in real life. (laughs) You know? It's crazy. So that's Saints Row the Third. What do you do with a hooker five times bigger than you? Climb. Climb what? Climb up her. I know, but for what? For what? What could you do with her boobs or her... Sit on them? Vagina. What could you do? Uh, climb inside. You want to talk about making you feel insignificant. <laughs> <laughs> climb inside. Oh, my God. That is just weird. That's just weird. Come well, on. Well, she's five times bigger, so... I know. That's what I'm saying. What's the point? Have a look up. up <laughs> see what's in there? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, that's Saints Row the Third. Um, On that yeah, note. Maybe there is a level where you climb inside a giant hooker's vagina. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> if you could do snippets from this podcast, that's a good one. I don't but, know. Maybe what? there's a time when you can climb inside a giant hooker's vagina. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, played, I recommend it. Saints Row. It's available now. Um, and the other game I was going to be playing uh, is Mario Kart 7 on the DS. I don't know why. And I've always been a fan of Mario Kart. It's an awesome game, right? You drive little cars. I don't on. know. I don't ever. You know Mario Kart. Yeah, I don't like it because I'm bad at it, but it looks fun. Mario Kart's awesome. So I have ordered the DS version from Amazon. It came out today, actually, and I thought that they would give it me on Friday or something. I thought I bought you Mario Kart already. No, Mario. Mario. Without the cats. Right. Okay, okay. No, there's two Mario okay. games for this Christmas. One's the cart one and one's okay. the... So the cart one is out today. You can pick it up now. And I ordered it off of Amazon, so I assume I'll get it this week sometime. And it's called Mario Kart 7. And all the previous Mario Karts have never had a number after the name. I don't get why it's... I know, yes, it's the seventh Mario Kart game. But why isn't it Mario Kart 3DS? Why does it matter? It doesn't make sense to me. Why why now put a number after them? I mean, is that relevant to the game itself? Not at all. Okay. Because it was always... Super Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. Mario 64... Uh, Super Mario Kart 64 on the, on the Nintendo 64. Mario Kart Wii on the Wii. There's always a Mario Kart on every Nintendo console. Mario Kart DS on the normal DS. This one's Mario Kart 7. It's a funny time after seven games to change it to a numbering scheme. Not sure why they did that. Maybe they've got plans for the future with it, where it needs a number. Yeah. Maybe the next console is a number. Maybe there's, it's not relevant at all. Maybe but it, it wouldn't. Matter. But Super Mario, what I got the other week, the platform game, was called Super Mario 3D, 3D. Land. Yeah. That made sense because it's a 3D game on a 3D con. Super Mario Kart 7, to me, it doesn't seem right. It should be Super Mario Kart 3D or Super Mario Kart 3D Land, uh, 3DS. Who knows why they changed it? Um, it's out this week. Why I want to get it, and I'm excited about it, is it's the first uh, DS, 3DS game that has full internet play. And uh, racing games, the perfect Oh, right. Against game. people, right? Against people, yeah. So it's the first 
want to be in full with full internet play. I mean, you don't need a friend code of somebody. You can go oh, on nice. and race yeah. people. That, was so, that sucked always. Yeah, so this time um, you can have a f- people's friend codes and see when they're playing and play them. But you can actually just go and play random people, which I really like racing games, so that would be fun. Is um, the new Animal Crossing going to be like that? Because it always sucked to try to find somebody to play with. There is going to be a 3DS Animal Crossing, and they do say that it will have online, but I get the feeling it will be like swap a friend code. Yeah. And, friend. Um, and finally, I don't think... Did I put that down, or did you put that on? I did. The... Explain what these... Uh... Okay, this week I was in the store and I'm always looking for cheap stuff. Since we bought a new car, I have been trying to save money every week on groceries, at least 50 or more dollars, so that by the end of the month I have accumulated most of a new car payment. So I'm always finding cheap things. You are very regimented in your food that you eat every single day. Pretty much the same stuff. Chips, salsa, yogurt, cookies, toast, tea, and then whatever we have for dinner. And so I'm always, no looking for, I'm always looking for cheap tortilla chips. And this week they had on sale, because we live near uh, Mizzou, which is the Missouri uh, football, whatever, Mizzou Tigers. They had g- black and gold chips in a bag. Tortilla and they were you know, branded with the Mizzou Tiger thing. And so they were on sale, $1.99. So I'm like, cool, I bought them. You really liked them. Two days later, you say, oh, my God. My poo is green, like neon gross. I'm talking, I had a shit in the toilet, and it looked like the Hulk had been here, crapping in the toilet. You think the Hulk's poo is green? Everything's green about the Hulk, right? His pee is So then you, being you, decided to investigate, and you looked up, pooping, did you think it was the tortilla chips? I, at first, I thought there was something wrong with me, literally, I hadn't thought about it. I looked in the toilet, as I do when I've had a poo. Yeah, I said my solution is don't look at your shit then. I like to see what I produce. Right, well... So I looked, and there was a big poo, and it was lime green. I'm not talking like I'd ate some spinach and there was a bit of spinach in some poo. I'm talking about like a totally green poo. Like when I eat a lot of beets, my shit turns like absolute scarlet purple. You see a lamp over there. uh Literally like that. Right. In the toilet. I was like... Like banker lamp. Oh my God, is there something wrong with me? And then I thought, what have I been eating? Because it's the first thing that comes to mind. Those potato chips. And the day before, I had ate some of them. And when I went to floss my teeth, there was a bit of tortilla chips stuck in between my teeth. And they're not blue. No, but, they, no. but they've got blue food colouring to make them black, right? Yeah. Well, it had dyed my tooth blue. Like, the right. where it had been stuck in between my tooth, it was really blue. I was like, oh, wow, those must have really hardcore food colouring in them. Well, they Then did. you started investigating. And yeah. you found what? That these same mission chips make people's poop green. And other chips of... There are a lot... Not just mission make these black chips. There's other brands that make these black chips and everybody has a green poop. <laughs> and it's weird. But it doesn't bother me because, like I said, I've eaten I just don't... lots of asparagus and your pee gets weird color and stink. I eat lots of beets and my pee, my poop turns actual purple. Like you have just dyed it. I mean, it really does. And that could make not you me. think you've got internal bleeding. So, I've never had a problem like that, but this is just unnatural, weird <laughs> looking. I, I don't want those chips. They kind of put me off the chips. Yeah, but there's nothing to it. It's not doing anything I just anything feel like you. it's... I know it's probably a natural food colouring, but I get the feeling it's like really artificial or something. Yeah, but it's not hurting you. It's not hurting me, but... And I like just, I said, don't look at your I poo. like a nice brown poo. Natural. 
not died in any Whatever. way. Anyway, uh, that's poo talk for yeah. this week. <laughs> and? And, uh, yeah, next week I'll have a brown poo, and I'll talk about it if you like, <laughs> the brown one. So, um, Sid Talk, what's for dinner this week? What's for dinner is... Has it got any food colour in it? Oh, potentially. I don't know. Um, we're going to have some fried tofu on a sandwich of this really nice wheat French bread that I found. And then put some salad on it. And then we're going to have some vegetables. I bought a piece of fruitcake because I haven't had fruitcake in a while. And it just sounded good and it's too expensive to make. And I probably couldn't do it right anyway. So I thought I'd buy a little chunk of that. And broccoli, cauliflower, etc. as our side dish. And then, of course, I have the meaning of life. And what did I put? There is no meaning to life. There's only meaning in living. Like, day-to-day living. That your life, to me, my life, I won't say your life, because you might decide different. My life, there's no grand meaning to it. My existence doesn't um, mean anything, you know? It is what it is. It affects the people it affects. And that's what this movie was about, searching as well. The need to search for meaning and for, um, yeah, but I don't have any of that. Um, I feel like I'm a moment in time and then I'll be dead and then there'll be lots of other people after me who never even knew I existed. So, that's the meaning of life. (laughs) Very cheery. Yes, very Christmas. (laughs) Christmas So, um, thanks for listening to the show. I want to remind you about our websites, uh, aschoolie.com and sidtalk.com. That's mine and your site and, well, ours and yours. You can go to sidtalk.com and learn about Cooking and... Ace Scully has nothing to do with me. That's you, man. I'm yeah. Sid Doc. You're Ace Scully. Correct. Uh, you can catch us both on Twitter and Facebook and Xbox Live and YouTube and the Zoom Marketplace would be a place to go to get this podcast if you own a Zoom or a Windows phone. Or say you own an iPod or a... A what? Or an <laughs> iPhone. You would go to iTunes and pick up this... this um, <laughs> Podcast, Or if you just have iTunes on your computer, you can just listen to it there. If you have none of those fancy gadgets and you just want to listen to it on your computer, you could go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast, or subscribe using an RSS reader, which would download it automatically to your computer every week. When you say this to people who are obviously listening, how do you think they got it? And well, don't they already know how they got it? Maybe they're just listening to it on the page and are unaware of other ways of getting it. <laughs> like it just magically started piping into their house and they're like, what's this wonderful yeah. thing? I better wait till the end when they tell me where I can go find it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying maybe they listen on the page and then they're like, oh, I can put it on my iPhone. That's I didn't true. know about it. Anyway, um, you can email feedback to me at aschoolie at Don't email Sitok. She does not want to listen to any of your blabber. And I want to say... accurate. Uh, stay classy... Uh, there isn't an, another Earth, by the way. That's my... Uh, How do you know? If there is... Do you mean a parallel Earth? Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. I think there might... Can... I think there's other... I actually believe there are other planets with life on them. Absolutely. There has to be. Absolutely. I don't believe it's an exact mirror of ours. I believe it's new and unique worlds out there. Maybe we're you. Maybe we're you. We are. <laughs> and so are they. We don't need no identical mirrors. Sure, sure. And I'm going to say, think for yourself, because if you don't do it, someone's going to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs>